Hey, welcome to the Living Worship Podcast. This is Pastor Cameron Diamond at Jonesville Baptist Church in Newberry, Florida. I'm excited that you've um, decided to continue on in this study of 1 John with me. Um, you know, last week we talked about um, being honest before the Lord and living in the light. We're going to pick up where that left off as we move into 1 John chapter 2. We're going to be talking about, do you have real faith or are you a bogus Christian? Um, and that seems like maybe an inflammatory question in a way, um, but I'm hoping that sparks within you at, at least <laughs> at least a, enough um, that you actually ask yourself that question, you know, instead of the, the knee-jerk response, you know, really take stock of, of who you are and how you're living, um, even if on the outside you look awesome and everybody thinks you're awesome, you know honestly what you're like on the inside and what you struggle with. So ask yourself these these questions, you know, and, and really um, take the time to figure out where you can improve, because we all can. All right, so we're picking up in 1 John chapter 2, and he says, My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. He wrote to us about living in the light, being transparent before God, and and living with integrity so that we understand how not to sin. The good news is, guys, is that when we mess up, God doesn't give up on us. Not once. He's not assuming that if you're living in the light, then you're never going to sin. Right? That's not what he's saying. He's saying that there is a way through. There's a way out. Jesus provided that for us. He paid the price for us. That's the good news. We're going to pick it up in verse 3. It says, And this is how we know him, if we keep his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him, and yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is made complete. And this is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk, just as he walked. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old command that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Understand, okay, when he's talking about um, the one who doesn't keep his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him, he's talking about a life that makes a uh, sin a habit. And we make excuses for sins all the time. We say, I just can't help it. It's just who I am. I'm addicted and I can't get out of it. I made my bed, so now I have to lay in it. You know what it is. And for every person, it's, it's different. You've got your own story. But if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit... I guarantee it's convicting you right now about whatever it is that 
you are struggling with. And I, I believe we all have at least one thing that is going to be our major battle on an individual basis. The Holy Spirit has given you power to overcome it. But you're going to have to uh, allow yourself to overcome it. You're going to have to endure the pain to get through it. But you can. I know you can. You see, some people, they live in such a way that they, they just claim they have it all together. That they're totally perfect. And this is against what the Bible teaches. See, John calls these people liars and fakers. And he warns us away from following those kinds of people. Instead, we have to be following Jesus because no one else is worthy. He says we have to walk as he walked. God says, be holy, for I am holy. Through the Holy Spirit, we have the power to do it. We have the ability to do it, but we're going to spend our whole lives growing and changing until we actually do it. Until we are made ready and fit to enter heaven. We can imitate people who are imitating Christ. Those are the best kinds of people to follow. Last week we talked about having mentors. Right? Those are the kind of mentors that you want. The mentor that is putting all of their effort into imitating Christ. You want to be that kind of person. Make that kind of person your role model. But we don't follow anyone over the edge of a cliff. See, even our role models are going to mess up. They're going to let us down. Even if you choose wisely. It always has to be Jesus first. Bible first. That's not going to let you down. All right, so let's pick it up in verse 15. It says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away. But the one who does the will of God remains forever. All sin is really summed up in this here. The Apostle Paul does these wonderful list of specific sins that we should look out for in Galatians and, and Corinthians and, um, and in Philippians. I mean, you can find them, right? And, and a lot of the church takes those lists and treats them as if they are 100% um, authoritative. And they're very useful, don't get me wrong. But don't believe, don't think that that is just the end-all, be-all, that if it's not on that list, then it's not sin. I think that's a mistake. Really, we could be looking at this here. 1 John 2.16 What your eyes want, if it's not of God, it's a sin. What your body wants, what it craves, whether it be something to eat, whether it be something sexual, whatever, if it's not of God, and it's not holy, and if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit will fill you in on that. It's sin. And selfishness over stuff, materialism, is sin. It's all evil when it's placed above Jesus and treated with a priority it does not deserve. It's a distraction from what's important. Verse 18 says, Children, it is the last hour. 
And as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come. And by this we know that it's the last hour. They went out from us, for they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be clear that none of them belongs to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from truth. Who is the liar, if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. He, conf he who confesses the Son has the Father as well. Okay, all right, this is a popular topic. What is Antichrist? Well, it's someone who is against Jesus Christ. And John here specifically means people who used to go to church, who used to claim to be Christians, but who now actively hate those who belong to Jesus. They fight against the church. They have betrayed the church. And we are able to see who they really are by their actions. We can know, we can have assurance that we really belong to Jesus because we know the truth, we believe the truth, and we act on what we believe in a way that is consistent with that truth. Those who join the church because it's a nice social club and then figure out that uh, they, they actually have to get spiritually deep and then they leave, that is who John is talking about here. The Antichrist, those who are against Christ. You see, the true believers here, the Christians, the Jesus followers, God is fixing each of us one day at our time. And our lives show it. It's proof. We are different because of Jesus and the power that he gives us through the Holy Spirit. And over time, the longer that you believe, you will see people walk away from the faith that you thought were, were good. You thought were walking close with Christ. And by the end of their life, you realize that was total fabrication. They put on a good show. Verse 24. What you have heard from the beginning is to remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he himself made to us, eternal life. I have written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie. Just as it has been taught to you, remain in him. So how does the Bible define true Christians? It defines it as those who stay faithful to Christ after they confess him as Lord are truly saved. John is showing us the difference between real faith and bogus Christianity. Once more, we should always compare any Bible teaching we receive to God's word. I don't care who you're listening to, how long you've been a part of their church, what podcast it is, and who's doing it. I don't care if it's John MacArthur or anybody else, right? Whoever you listen to, you have to compare it to the Bible. 
And not just look up the verse to make sure the verse is there. Understand when the devil tempted Jesus, he quoted scripture. He took verses out of the Bible and and tried to twist it in a way to make it sound good so that Jesus might sin. And of course, Jesus did not sin. But that means that preachers and teachers can mess things up that way too. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. But it doesn't matter what their motivation is. You have to take responsibility for your faith. That means having a deep understanding of God's word. Because Bible teachers can mess things up. They can misunderstand the text. They can lie to us. And so we have to take every opportunity to read, to understand, and follow God's word. Also, if there's something said that doesn't seem quite right, you need to go to the person who said it, if you can, so that you can figure out where they even got that idea from. You can warn people away from bad doctrine if you understand where that bad doctrine is coming from and then understand what the Bible actually says about such a topic. Really important. Don't take teaching for granted. Don't take the Bible for granted. Know your stuff. Verse 28. So now, little children, remain in him so that when he appears... We may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Remain in Jesus. That's an action. You have to decide every moment of every day whether you will follow God's commands by demonstrating your love for him, or you will follow your flesh, you'll follow your friends, or you'll follow your family. More often than not, they're not going to lead you the way that Jesus is trying to take you. Maybe you're blessed with great friends that follow Jesus too, with all their hearts. Maybe you're the same with your family. But maybe not. And don't take it for granted that they are. Compare it to God's word and commit to following Jesus first. And even if you're imitating somebody who's following Jesus, always check your work against the Bible, because God is not going to lie to us. He's not going to lead us astray. He's not going to lose you. So you need to keep track of where he's taking you. And the Bible outlines that for us. Jesus puts it this way, and so I'm going to the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, where Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me And I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit, and prove to be my disciples. 
the true followers, the true branches, are going to be those who remain in Jesus. And the fruit are the actions of their lives. You can see the faithfulness they have to God. You can see it by their works, by how they behave. That's the evidence of the faith within. In fact, the book of James goes pretty deep into that. So what does this mean for us? Well, you're going to meet people who say they're Christians. They might even seem like one for a while. But eventually their actions might prove that they aren't. So be ready for that. Okay? Commit to following Jesus first. Check your work. Even against your mentors that you believe to be godly. Second thing, you can know that you are saved by continually following Jesus. That gives you assurance, right? The longer you live your life with Jesus in charge, you'll be able to look back. You'll be able to see how he's protected you and caused spiritual growth within you and changed you. There's your assurance. And the third thing is our flesh, our friends, our family can often get in the way of our relationship to God. And so Jesus has to be first. So we always have to be willing to give up on ourselves, our friends, or even family if it becomes an obstacle to a thriving relationship with God. And that is a hard thing. That is a hard truth. But it's one that, as Christians, we have to adopt if we're serious about our relationship with God. Nothing can get in the way. I appreciate you joining me this week, the Living Worship Podcast. Um, Please keep sharing, rate, review, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But mostly, I'm just excited that you chose to spend your time with me. Uh, Take care. I'm praying for you. I'll catch you next week.